0: Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Overcast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode we bring us insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. In this episode, we discuss the role of cobalt supplementation in lambs. To discuss this in more detail, I'm joined by my colleague, Michael Gosting. Michael describes some of the typical signs we see of cobalt deficiency in lambs. we discuss supplementation strategies and the pros and cons of each, and how the type of cobalt contained in the supplement may affect the lambs' ability to absorb it. We finish up with Michael encouraging producers to check whether or not they get the performance benefit from supplemental minerals. We start off, however, with Michael describing how cobalt supplementation helps lamb performance.
1: The, the lambs themselves actually don't probably need cobalt as such. Um, it's the little bugs inside their stomach that synthesise vitamin B12. They're the chaps that need the cobalt. So really when we're giving a, co- a lamb cobalt or a sheep cobalt, where actually what we're trying to do is give that cobalt to the bugs inside in their rumen, and um, those bugs then uh, they require that cobalt in the synthesis, uh, which is the process by which they make uh, vitamin B12, and it's the B12 actually that's quite important um, for the sheep, you know, in terms of, of 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 their their well-being, their abilities to thrive, and stuff. So so that's the reason why lambs need cobalt in Ireland. Um, I suppose we have an awful lot of soils which are, are low in cobalt, naturally low in cobalt. So the, the sheep, in particular lambs, don't get enough cobalt from the grazing forage. Uh, in some areas we have sufficient cobalt um, in this in the soil and in the herbage then, but we have manganese, um, uh, which either inhibits the uptake of, of cobalt into the, the, the grass plant or, or basically, um, uh in, in, in for the sheep to be able to digest it.
0: So what are the typical signs we're looking for? Like how does it manifest in lambs that have cobalt deficiency?
1: Yeah, so look at in general, um I mean the, the the classical um symptoms of severe cobalt deficiency are what we call pines. So that, that's just basically sheep that is pining. Um usually in, again in lambs we don't see it so much in older sheep. Um and, and basically they're just really doing poorly Dried out, looking, you know, emaciated, um, thin, sheep. Um, really, I suppose it's it's it, it, it's very late by the time it gets to that stage. Most farmers won't see that because they'll they'll have have reacted uh, long before it gets to that stage. The, the 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 typical symptoms very often that we see the first one of the first symptoms um, that we would recognise in terms of cobalt deficiency is probably scabby ears, um, you know, and lambs that are a little bit dry looking, um, you know. And, and, and just not thriving and basically what farmers will do in that situation is they'll, they'll give the lambs a cobalt supplement um, and then then we see that the lambs um, improving.
0: So like something we're going to see more of as we approach wean and have weaned at this stage it's going to manifest itself more in lambs look you mentioned there about supplementation there's a number of different strategies Michael in terms of getting cobalt into lambs you may explain them a little bit more to us and we might just discuss the frequency of them as well Yeah.
1: So, okay, the the cobalt again, I mean, just like, because the cobalt isn't um, used by the sheep itself, it's used by the boats. We need the cobalt in the rumen um, and we need it there, you know, regularly for the boats to be able to synthesize this vitamin B12. So, you know, even if lambs have lots of cobalt in their blood or, you know, um, it's a no benefit to them. It needs to be in the rumen. Um, we need to get that cobalt into the rumen of the lambs um, and have it there. And and that's basically what doesn't happen, I suppose, in a sheep in terms of a storage, from a storage point of view. You know, it, there, there's nowhere in the rumen for cobalt to be stored for long periods of time. So for that reason, we need a constant supply um, of cobalt enabled in, in, in order to enable these bugs to to facilitate um. Or synthesize this vitamin B12. Um, so really what we're talking about is, is there's, there's a number of different options. Um, they're all oral really um, because we're trying to get it into the rumen. So the first one we have is we have a, a drench type product. Um, so some people in the industry call that a tonic and, and that's basically where you give them a drench. Um, it contains cobalt, you know, sometimes other minerals and vitamins added to it as well. And and that gives the the bugs in the room and a source of cobalt for a period of time, which is generally days, um, you know, and and they synthesize vitamin B12 then for a period of time after that. And generally, we would be saying if you're if you're orally dosing with a drench type product, probably about two weeks at the outside three week intervals, we'd need to be going with um, for, for us to have a continual supply. Um, for the bugs to be able to continually uh, synthesize this B12 and to have enough B12 floating around in the bloodstream um, for the sheep to be able to perform at its optimum. I suppose the next uh, option then really from a cobalt supplementation is to to supply meal, uh, concentrate feed with with cobalt in it. And again, look at, uh, obviously there's a cost to that. I mean, for people who are meal feeding anyway, that is a, a useful way of getting cobalt into the sheep. Um, But I mean, it wouldn't be an option financially to um, feed concentrates just to carry the cobalt into the sheep on a daily basis. But obviously, with concentrate feeding, if that's done daily, then the sheep have a daily supply of of cobalt. Um, And then I suppose the other one that we have is we have boluses and there's lots of different types of boluses on the market. Big ones, small ones, long acting ones, short acting ones. Ones that contain different types of cobalt, and the idea of these boluses is that they lodge in the in the rumen or the reticulum, and and that they basically release the cobalt um, uh, gradually over a period of time. And I suppose then there are some options in terms of pasture dusting um, uh, and and various different um, strategies like that. But I think, by and large, they they are are not often used. Um, and they're probably a little bit more complicated um, and can be quite expensive. You know, there are, you know, if we go back maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, there was a number of trials done where people were basically um, taking solid sampling samples, making sure there wasn't a lot of manganese there to, to tie it up and then spreading cobalt in what was termed a hospital pasture. So you, you'd apply cobalt to one or two fields and you'd graze your sheep periodically and that then for them to get a, a dose of cobalt um no so look at that is an option but i think it's not the way these really i think for most people where it's at is it's either a drench um a bolus you know or or, or concentrate feed
0: just like the, the key thing maybe we take from that mic for the drench is the frequency of that drench going in it really needs to be every two weeks because it's that initial kick and then it's excreted out the excess from it so the frequency is very important with that
1: yeah and and i suppose that's the challenge and that's that's why i suppose you know very often people will give a drink maybe give it again a month later or six weeks later and what you see is a huge performance dip inside and so even that um you know even on one of our farmers in 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 research farms in athan where we're cobalt deficiency where we are cobalt deficient um phil Creighton, who's the researcher there would say that you know if he doesn't go in every two weeks with cobalt they can see the dip they're weighing very regularly the lambs there and they can see the dip um, after that two week period so really look at the ideal is two weeks um, at the outset I'd be saying three weeks um, you know and that'd be that would be worth that with an
0: oral drench. Michael in the different supplements we see different formulations of cobalt present does that have any effect on the absorption or the ability of allow lamb to take in that cobalt?
1: Yeah Kieran, look at so there's lots of different um, cobalt uh, supplements and a lot of those supplements are based on different formulations of cobalt so we have um generally in drenches we see things like cobalt sulfate. And and we know that cobalt sulfate is is, is very available. So the cobalt part of that is very available to the bugs in the room. And we, we also have um, some products that contain ionic cobalt, and again, that's just pure cobalt. Um and and we know that that's also available in the rumen. Uh, there are some products out there, I suppose, that that um, contain things like cobalt oxide or various other um, formulations. And I suppose the question uh, that we would have is: Are those available at a rumen pH? Um, you know, of of, of five point eight or, or 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 six or even five point four? Um, those those type of rumen pHs that we see in lambs. And and I suppose look at for most of these cobalt um, sources, they have to be approved to be be included in feed. Um, I suppose the question would I have then is, you know, how effective are they in a in a pasture based setting at at supplying cobalt where lambs aren't being meal fed? Okay, so we know that where lambs are getting meal, the pH in the rumen drops slightly, you know, and maybe some of those products become more available. Um, you know, certainly we would know the ionic and the cobalt sulfate are, are very available in grass-fed lambs and, and, and there's no issues there. I suppose there would be a small little bit of a question mark maybe over some of the other products. And while I suppose there, there, there's limited data available to, to um, support that, uh, whether it, it, it does or doesn't, I think what people need to do is, is test to see whether the product is working on their farm with their feeding system because it, it'll depend, some people might feed a lot of meal um, to lambs and get very good results from a particular type of cobalt supplement in terms of, of, of eliminating the issues that they have around cobalt deficiency and somebody else who may be on a predominantly grass-based system may not get the same um, benefit from the same type of cobalt supplement. And and really, I think the only way that people can can identify um, you know, without going to an awful lot of cost and doing an awful lot of, of, of bloods and 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 and, and laboratory type analysis is to basically just treat half of the lambs um, with a particular product and treat the other half with a different type of product or don't treat them at all. Um, preferably don't treat them at all and see are you getting a performance benefit? Because that's what it's about. This is about getting a performance benefit. There's no point in, in, in supplementing Any sheep with minerals, if you're not getting a performance benefit, extra growth rate, um, extra lambs, you know, better pregnancy rates, those type of things, you know. So we we hear an awful lot about people, you know, using supplements and, you know, do they need them? Um, Are they working for them? Do they have the, the various different elements in the correct formulations to combat the type of deficiencies that are on that farm? So I suppose the easiest way to do this is. If you have a, a, a field of, of lambs here um, post weaning, we're on a cobalt-efficient farm, um, bring in your lambs, every second lamb coming up the race, um, we give uh, the, the, the dose, the, the mineral supplement to it. Every, every other lamb then we don't, we mark them, put a red spray on the ones that have been treated, blue spray on the ones that don't, do some weights, weigh maybe 20, 30, red colored lambs, 20, 30, um, of the blue lambs, mark them so that you can reweigh them again two weeks later, um, and see see what your performance is over a period of time. Um, especially with some of these, you know, longer lasting um, products that last for maybe two months or three months or four months, you know, see are we getting bang for our buck? Like, and I, and I think that's important for people to do because there's a lot of money tied up in mineral supplementation. And if you need mineral supplementation and you're genuinely your sheep are are mineral deficient, then that's important that that's done. Um, but it's also important that it's done correctly and, and that it works for you
0: on your farm. Certainly something very important at the moment, Michael, in the post feeding period. Thank you very much for your time today. No bother. Thank you, Kieran. we We're going to finish up at this point. Again, it's something timely that we need to focus on on farms at the moment. We don't want to see that performance dip that's associated with cobalt deficiency. So if it is an issue on your farm, it's something you need to attend to and you need to attend to regularly, particularly if you're given a drench. That interval in between has a big effect on it. Again, as Michael indicated, then it's no harm to check whether or not you're getting a performance benefit from supplemental and minerals or if the particular type you're using is working efficiently on your farm. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates on the sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chocolate Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and you can listen in to any of our episodes.